Welcome back for week eight of the College Football Challenge. And for those interested in the Beat the Host Challenge, you can find the link on our Facebook and Twitter page. Good luck. Do we have a Get winner man. this week? Yes, uh, we always have a winner. Uh, group picks. Week eight. Smitty won again. I think he won week seven, too. No, I, I dominated week seven. Smitty's got two wins. Jason's got two wins. I got one. Or as that goes. Starting off, we had Cincinnati and SMU. Cincinnati took it 29-27. That was Pretty a scary in. game, actually. I was surprised by it. Then uh, I think Toledo was hands down favorite to win that one. And Buffalo come out of nowhere and beat them. Probably the best game I thought through the first half was UCLA, Oregon, and then Oregon Ducks just showed up at home and just fit Chip Kelly back in Los Angeles for the rest of the weekend. Thought yeah. that would be a more competitive game than it was. Oh, yeah. I definitely thought UCLA would come out to play a little bit better. Oklahoma State got the best of Texas. I was surprised by that. I really thought Texas had more defense. It would slow down that Oklahoma State off offense and then uh, I was wrong I think if old Sarkeesian he don't come out I mean obviously this year's I mean it's not gone but uh, I think if he doesn't come out next year and at a minimum win the big 12 he's in trouble I mean it's not a typical Texas team for sure Tulane and Memphis this one kind of escaped me I at least I got the pick right they picked a spread up I believe but Oh, Memphis was a little stronger team than that. Yeah. Officially not picking BYU the rest of the season. No. <laughs> nope. BYU started off like an upset team of the 2022, and they have become normal. Yeah. Oh Miss. Miss. Oh Miss. I, I thought this was going to happen because their schedule is so backloaded. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were for real or not. I mean, we'll find out, but. That's not a good. That's not a good look. No, and they have uh, Texas A and M this week, which is a challenging pick. Also, well, Texas A and M is steadily scoring twenty four points a game. They're averaging, and so you know, if all Ole Miss has to do is score twenty five, I think they can win it. it. Just depends on if their defense shows up or not. They look very deflated by the third quarter. Coaching staff and all, it just didn't have a good vibe. I really thought that offense had more firepower than that, and they stumbled hard. So you got UCF, lost to East Carolina, didn't see that happening. I I don't think anyone did. I think over 90% of the country picked UCF to win that. I think that's one of those Gus games. A Gus game? Yeah. Gus Malzahn's Malzahn's the coach. I'm drawing Uh, a blank. Former... Auburn? Auburn coach. Yeah. Oh, really? So you you know these coaches. TCU took care of business. Yeah, they, just, they sure did. They stayed undefeated. Uh, I'm not sure how many more games they got to win take the regular season. Well, they got the Oklahoma State behind them at 6-1. and one. They just beat Kansas State, and I don't think anyone else is going to be viable. There's just not play, enough games left. Let me check. Oklahoma State? Let me check their schedule. They already schedule. beat Oklahoma. Yeah. They beat Oklahoma State. So, yeah, I think. They're walking in. Yeah, Texas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State is their remaining schedule. So if they both went out, then they'll be rematching in the Big 12 championship game. Yep. 
Penn State, Minnesota. Penn State put a clobbering on them. Yep. Not much to see there. Uh, Penn State's got uh, Ohio State this week. That they do, and I don't think they got a chance. No. No, not after what Michigan did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I was I'm looking forward Ohio to that Michigan, better. that Michigan-Ohio State game towards the end of the year. I think that's going to be the one. Yeah, because, I mean, I'd have to look at their – I haven't had a chance to watch them much, but I know Ohio State can pass the ball. I'm not sure what their, their run game looks like, but – Michigan State's going to have to slow that game down because Ohio State's got receivers. They got studs at every position. Uh, the uh, Who's the uh, receiver coach up there? Brian Hartline. Did you He's just seriously player. pull that out of your ass? Yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so – He's man, I'm telling you, I know I, I know a little bit about college football <laughs> and where people are. That's just roll this it. Is, roll this it. This is my obsession. <laughs> um so he he's a hell of a recruiter, and right now he has the top I want to say like three of the top ten wide receivers in the country committed for next year's class. This is Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. And he's a good coach too. He played the position. Um, so yeah. Can't beat that. What do you think about Syracuse and Notre Dame after last week's loss? Uh, I think Syracuse wins this game, but I think it's a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I agree. I think Syracuse kind of let themselves down in, uh, against Clemson. Oh, yeah. Well, the refs didn't do them no favors either. There was, towards the end of the game, there was some penalties, some very, very odd, some odd stuff happening there. Yeah. They know how we feel about refs. Yeah. Jaguars and Jackson State really puzzled me for this week. Yeah, take a I take well, it's a weird it's weird. So the spread is I think it's I couldn't even the find Jag- it. <laughs> yeah, the Jaguars are favored by two and a half, but Jackson State's playing at home. You know, Jackson State's where Deion Sanders is coaching. Oh. So he so he's the head coach out there. Um I'd take Jackson State in that game. Yeah. I don't know how Southern's favored there. Not really sure what what that's about. Yeah, another uh, Oklahoma State game. Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma State wins this one. That'll pretty much seal Kansas State as the uh, third best team, I think, in the league in the conference. Yep. Excuse me. I'm really surprised by Nebraska though. They're three and four. Normally they're at least a consistent eight and four or nine and three team. You know. Right. Well, they had Bo Pelini. Who was he? Was that guy? He was uh, consistently nine and four, give or take. You know, every now and then he'd have a really good team. You have a shot at a title run, or at least a conference title. I wouldn't say a national title. Nebraska is not. Nebraska is nowhere near what it was in the nineties, and it's the same thing with a lot of schools. Uh, Miami, same thing, hasn't been anything since they joined the ACC back in two thousand five. So. I don't know. I think you it takes a specific kind of coach to bring a team like that. You got to think they're a landlocked um state. They are in the middle of nowhere pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing out there. The the fan base is very passionate. Um so you got to find somebody who can sell that stuff to the to the big time recruits or otherwise you you're just never going to compete. Yeah, I can see that. The other side of that is you got to have a coach who can recruit just good enough and out scheme everybody. Okay. And I, I agree. Tran- transcendent players, at least one, like your quarterback, like a, like that. It, it brings, brings me to the 2010 Auburn team. Cam Newton was that team. That was it. 
that that defense was okay, but Cam Newton made everybody better around him, and he carried that team on his back to a title. True. So very true. Yeah, that kind of player. Yeah. Cincinnati and uh, UCF. I took Cincinnati for this week. I just don't see UCF pulling it out. Not after last week's performance. Yeah, I tend to I tend to lean the same way. I think Cincinnati's a very well coached team. Got Luke Fickle up there. He's a uh, he's got a good program. So. Is that the guy that used to be on ESPN? No, Fickle. Um, Was it ESPN he, or am I wrong? He, he looks like Rob. What's the guy's name? Rob from uh, Step Brothers. He's in a bunch of other stuff too. Rob Riggle. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's do that. <laughs> yeah, that's who he looks like to me, in my mind. South Carolina and Missouri. I could I could honestly see Missouri winning this game, but I picked South Carolina. I'll take Tennessee over Kentucky. Kentucky has got some hoes to fill on both sides of the ball. And we got Ole Miss and Texas A&M we kind of touched on. I just don't. Concerns I don't me see Texas A&M breaking even four and four this week. Yeah. I don't see uh, I don't see Texas A&M having the consistency or the yeah. get that one done. UCLA should uh, take care of Stanford. Yeah, it should be a good bounce back game. Yeah. I forgot to ask you. Because you were kind of down in the dumps earlier in the week, right? Yeah. Are you mourning this ass whooping that's on the way? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. It's going to be interesting to see if Georgia can make that a one-sided game. The over-under is only 56 and a half, which is surprising. They got Georgia 22 and a half on over-under 56 and a half. I think the bookies are betting on Florida. Yeah. I'm not sure, man. Um, we could get blown out or, you know, we we could keep it close. I don't think we're winning the game. I hope not. Not <clears throat> at this point because we got Tennessee next week. So, interesting news. Just happened. This kid, Cormani McLean, number two recruit in the nation, who, by all intents and purposes, every person out there on every recruiting site, uh, I predicted him to go to Florida. Yeah. So that being said, he just chose to go to the uh, University of Miami. Miami? Yeah. The second worst team in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. I think there was some uh, money that got tossed around there, but whatever. Go down there, have a good fun first year and transfer out. Yeah. I think the transfer reporter has actually made a bigger problem with college football. Yeah. But, you know, like we said in the one episode, I really think we've bastardized college football, but eliminating the student athlete from the conversation, there's very few of those and a whole lot of guys there to just try to get seen to get to the next level. And it's not semi-pro football, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I love college football. I just... Don't want to see the game destroyed by politics and money. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, the whole NIL, I think like college players being able to make some money off of their name, image and like, it's fine. I don't have an issue with that. What I have an issue with is now the pay for play is like completely public and nobody's doing anything about it. Cause it's still not supposed to be pay for play. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. It's uh, very clear that it's happening and it's public. Nobody's trying to hide it anymore. 
and nobody's doing anything about it either. So, yeah, they're just going to pit all the, just to pit it bluntly, the average team and the little guy out of college football. And then you're going to be down to who has the cash, and it's going to be down to four or five teams every year. And that's it. I mean, it's, it's then they'll start making rules, and caps, and other stuff. But, you know, it's like, I don't know. I hate to beat a dead horse, but, you know, you, you start getting into where, College kids are making money off their likeness and stuff like that. Now they need a manager or whomever to take care of that and represent them. Then they need attorneys. So when do they have time for school? Yeah, I see that side of it too. And I, I don't know. That's just me. Please, if anybody has any questions or comments, hit us up at primecohesion at gmail.com or head to our Facebook page at... Uh, Prime Cohesion on Facebook and uh, leave some comments. We appreciate it.